Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Electronic Dance Money. I'm your host, Christian Casido. Hope you guys are doing well from this holiday week and weekend, at least those of you that are in the States, although I think Canada might celebrate some sort of type of things. I can't remember. I can't remember, but all of us that are in the States um, just got done celebrating Thanksgiving, so it's been a fun little uh, extended week, which is why this episode is late, because I had a chaotic week and actually could not get around to getting an episode out. This is the first week I've ever actually missed with i mean i did have one week where i think it was when i had covid um that was out and i did a replay of a previous episode but technically you could say that wasn't late because it did get posted on the right day but this one's definitely a couple days late so uh but we're getting back into the normal schedule and doing a solo episode got guests lined up it's going to be a fun guest coming up um, in the next couple of weeks. And then I think we're going to get Mike back in here for another episode shortly. But um, today we're going to be talking about the three different ways that you can leverage other accounts. And so what I mean by leveraging other accounts is either you can bring someone on to some sort of platform or bring them into the audience that you have and that person will then share whatever piece of content that you created together or piece of work that you worked on together with their own audience. And ideally, you want to go for someone who has a little bit of a bigger audience than you. Um, and the the other, you know, vice versa too. The other can be true where you actually help someone else out with their own content or their own piece of art or whatever it is so that they include you on posts and you can share it with your own audience and kind of merge each other's audiences and and leverage those accounts to help with your growth, get exposed to new people, and hopefully garner some new fans. So we're going to be talking about the three different ways that you can start leveraging other accounts today. So the first that we're going to start off with is the obvious one that many of you currently do or will definitely do in the future, if you haven't already, which is collaborations with other artists. So these could be producers that you're working with on a new track and you end up releasing a track with them. And when you do that, you're obviously more than likely going to include each other on posts. Now, with smaller artists that have a smaller audience, you know, it, I, I should say if you have a bigger audience than the person that you're collaborating with, then they're probably trying to leverage your own following in your account. And that can be helpful, uh, especially if they have, you know, if they do have, if you have 3,000 followers, they have 1,000, that might still be 1,000 followers that you don't have. So it can still help you. But ideally, you want to be looking for people who are going to be a little bit bigger than you. Um, And the best way to go about that, I think we've talked about collaborations in the past and what that looks like and how to approach collaborations. And definitely the the first step would be to be a fan of that person's music, but then also make sure that you actually have a piece of work to go off of. So the worst, in my opinion, the worst way to start collaborations is to just start on a blank track 
it's really difficult for a lot of people to kind of go off of a blank idea. And sometimes there's a lot of pressure on both parties to write the best thing. And that can create some creative roadblock for sure, um, or writer's block, I should say. And so you end up not being able to get much done and the collaboration can, can quickly fall apart. We've talked about this for sure in the past. So whenever you're trying to approach other producers with collaborations, you got to make sure you can bring the most value forward right away so that they can get excited for the project and they want to continue this work. So the best way to go about that is, you know, maybe maybe you're great at sound design. It doesn't even have to be that you have a track ready and or, or you know, it's it's nearly finished. It's 90% there and they're going to work on tweaking a couple of things and it's done. That is the best approach. But maybe where you can bring the most value is you've got, you know, 300 different sounds that you've personally designed yourself that are really good, really unique. And you can bring that sort of thing to the table where this producer can get extremely expired and inspired by your specific sound and you guys can start writing something that way. That's definitely a way to do it. But honestly, the best approach is to have a track that's like just about there. This producer is really talented. They're much bigger. They have more releases. And they hear it and go, yeah, I want to work on this with you. And they can just you know wrap up the last 10% of that. That's actually something I'm working on with one of my favorite drum and bass producers right now. So um, and that was one of the one of the, probably the the quickest way I was able to get that collaboration was just reaching out and being like, I am a huge fan. You're my favorite producer right now. And honestly, he is. He's fucking incredible. And doing that alone um, can help you. I mean, that 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 basically is what nailed the collaboration for me is I was a fan first. And he saw that and he's like, hey, I'm always down for a collab. If you have something you're working on, send him over a track. And he's like, this is really good. Like, this is, this is close. Um, and I can work with this. So he's working on that last 10% of that track. And I'm sure it's going to be phenomenal. Now, and so through that, I should say, remember, these people usually have audiences. They're going to tag you in all this stuff. And it's just you're helping to share through this specific collaboration. And this can be done with content too, right? If you, if you want to create some sort of YouTube content series with someone who has a bigger YouTube audience than you do, if you don't have one at all, and you have a, a big value offer, now, what is value offer? A value offer means that you have something, uh, some sort of high ticket item, some sort of high ticket uh, knowledge or something that you can bring to the table that provides immense value. So it, anything, right? We're talking about collaborations with a track that can easily be done. That That's a high value ticket item. Um, a producer doesn't have to do much. To, to work on that collaboration if the track is nearly finished and they have another track that they can release under their belt. Just, it's like, it's like what we were talking about with albums. You release an album, promote it for a year, well, then you can release the remixed album, which you have 10 other producers remixing tracks on there and re-release that and promote it for six months. And all of a sudden, you have extra content without even really need to do anything as the original producer. So this is... The same way you can approach that sort of thing when when a producer is joined in on a collaboration where the track is nearly done, sweet. They don't have to do much work to get it to sound like themselves and then also have another track to release. So through that, you're going to be able to promote together, share audiences, 
and um and move forward from there now uh the other way you could approach some of the collaboration stuff is through vocalists right a lot of you are going to be collaborating with vocalists working with vocalists and uh releasing tracks with vocalists this is the trickier part with vocalists to especially when you're working with bigger vocalists if you don't have the audience the vocalists want more than likely they're not going to want credit on the track meaning you're going to pay a flat fee which might be anywhere from 200 to 600 dollars sometimes more than that and they're not going to take royalties which means that their name is not going to be on the track which means you don't have the opportunity for them to post the track more than likely sometimes they'll share it on their on their um uh, story, but a lot of the times they don't even look at the the release because they're not getting tagged in the content because they don't want credit on it. Now that doesn't mean that they don't like you or don't think that you're big enough that they can work with you. It, it's not necessarily the case. There can be a number of reasons for why they don't want their name on the project. This is where I think it's really important to seek out vocalists that have a bit of a bigger following than you but are interested in actually having their name on the project because then they're more likely to actually want to share the project on social media now the other part of that too though is a lot of vocalists you go to their spotify profiles and they have immense amounts of streams and a lot of the times that's because they're working with big medium and small artists and they're getting credit on all those tracks if they ask for credit and so they're getting they're hitting multiple audiences everywhere and it's possible that some of those collaborations got fans for those vocalists sometimes it's not sometimes it's strictly the artist that they worked with that is getting them the streams and a lot of the times those fans don't actually convert over from Spotify more than likely you're going to find the fans that you're going to find fans of vocalists convert over to you through social media explicitly because those that are following on social media really do care about the stuff that they're working on and the artists they're working with and will more than likely become fans of yours as well. So Spotify is a tricky one with vocalists to try to leverage accounts and audiences to then transfer over to you because a lot of the times the plays on Spotify aren't necessarily coming from the vocalists themselves, but the collaborations and the artists that they're working with. Um, and, and those don't mesh over well, like they, they don't, they don't translate over social media for sure. You're going to see some translation um, and some fans coming from their social media accounts to your social media accounts, and then to your Spotify and any other accounts you may be promoting through social media. So that's the first way that you can leverage accounts. Pretty obvious collaboration stuff where both names are on projects and you're both sharing. Now, the second way to leverage an account, and I'm saving the best for last because there's a lot to chew on the best for last. So the second one is interviews, just doing basic interviews, whether that's on a podcast, um, on a blog. Um, and doing some sort of guest write or having someone else do a guest write for you. So this can be done on a multitude of different platforms. You know, like I said, this could be done on a podcast. This could be done streaming on Twitch. This could be done 
um, through through blogs. And it's either your job to create the audience and create the platform where bigger artists and bigger people, maybe those are those are vocalists or just other industry individuals that have a big following. It's either your job to find to to build the platform that those kinds of people want to come on because then they will share it on their platform and that will just, you know, move an audience over to you as well and you'll gain some fans there. Or you're going to have to figure out a way again to have some sort of high value ticket item that those other blogs or other people that are actually doing interviews um, or having people guess right for them want you to come on to their show. So this has a lot to do with not sitting around and waiting. You know, sometimes the waiting thing works if you're releasing really good music and you've got the connections where your name gets spread around pretty quickly, where you're you know, doing two things, which is producing and DJing. But if that's not going to be you or the quickest way to get there is probably going to be finding a way to leverage yourself to get these people interested so that you can then leverage their audience to come over and and check you out. Um, And we've taught, you know, we've talked in the past about like how to get on blogs um, sometimes it's a fee if you want to pay a fee. And the issue with the fee-based blogging stuff is that there's not a lot of passion involved with any of the interviews they may do or write-ups that they may do. And when that passion is lacking, they're not interested in sharing that story. Really, what that's there for is for you to leverage other things that improve your online presence. So let's say I'm artist X and I go over to blog Y and they're going to charge me, you know, $300 for a a 300 word write up. So it's a dollar per word. And through that, they're going to put backlinks to my website, um, to my other socials and some of my, some of my music and just do, you know, maybe do a review of my track or a, a small little interview about me and whatnot. What that gives you, and again, if you're paying for that, more than likely they're not necessarily going to share it because the passion isn't there and you don't have the audience that they care enough to share it so that they can leverage your account to get the, get your audience over to to their website or whatever it is. The purpose, a lot of the times the purpose of that is so that you have some proof, online proof, online evidence that you can then create some sort of Wikipedia page. And creating that Wikipedia page just increases your the search results for you. It makes you more of a real person online, a real artist online. Um, that includes more backlinks to your socials and your website, which then just puts you higher up in the rankings on Google. And and that's all good. That's that that does help. But then also it can help for like checkmark stuff, getting getting verification on Instagram and on Facebook. And that way you can prove that you are who you are and you can get that verification and that helps in other ways. So a lot of the times paying for those blog rights and paying for interviews, it's not necessarily a passion project. It doesn't mean that you're going to be able to leverage other people's accounts. It just means that you're going to have some sort of piece of online evidence that proves you are who you are, makes you look more legit and helps you in other ways 
which we may get into in another episode, especially the Wikipedia thing and like SEO. But ideally, what you want to be looking for is you having some sort of, I don't want to say innovative idea, but like something that sets you apart from other people, some sort of cool project you're working on that you would like to share that you can then bring to someone who has one of these platforms or audiences and they get excited by it. They're interested in actually doing a passion project piece on you, whether that's some sort of interview in a blog, a podcast, or a vlog, right? Maybe they want to do some sort of video content um, because whatever the thing is that you're working on is so interesting that their audience will find it interesting and that will help get them more views and shares and and engagement. And through that, that will help you get more of the same, get more followers, get more engagement, um, get more shares and get your name out there. So this one's a little more tricky. It involves a little more work. It involves a little more innovation. It involves a little more creativity. And you really got to be working on something that's just that's high value, very interesting. That's the second way that you can work on leveraging other accounts and other audiences is through those interview pieces. Now, the third and final way that you can look into leveraging an account is it, it blends in with this sort of collaboration interview aspect of uh, what we've been talking about. And really, that's audience sharing. Already, this topic itself, leveraging other accounts, means that you're sharing audiences ideally. Um, and here's just to name some ways that you can do some audience sharing is through podcasts, radio shows, streaming, um, and playlisting. Now, what I mean by streaming is like a, a str- an actual video stream on Twitch of some sort, not necessarily music streaming, um, but some sort of stream on Facebook Live. Instagram live, Twitch, YouTube, the ways that you can go live and collaborating with some of those accounts that may be bigger than you. Again, some of that has to do with having a some sort of high value product um, that you you're offering. I you know put product in quotes because it doesn't actually need to be a physical product, but but something that you're trying to offer, some sort of high value offer that you're giving to people. And a lot of these two have to, when I say audience sharing, that implies that you have some sort of an audience, right? So like on this podcast, I I have an audience through this podcast. This podcast, the podcast audience allows me access to individuals who are bigger than me um, because they have an opportunity to leverage my, my audience. And, um, and create more content that doesn't take them much effort or work that they can put out and spread their name. And podcasts are a great way to have long form standing content that lasts basically forever. It's posted out there and it's going to stay there almost forever. And so there's immense opportunities for this content to be found later on that provides a lot of value to someone that they, that they then share to someone else which I'm sure many of you have done with this podcast. So if you can create some sort of podcast that you can build an audience, that's going to give you more access to individuals who have a bigger audience that will share this content that you're creating with them. 
same goes for a radio show. If you have some sort of radio show and you decide to bring on some guests weekly or bi-weekly or monthly, and they do a guest mix, that allows them to get access to an audience they didn't have before. They will then share that with their audience and bring them over to that piece of content, which then helps you. Now we're starting to see a pattern here of what this audience sharing looks like, where you're both combining, you know, sort of like the collaboration effort, but you're combining forces to share a piece of content to get each other's audiences to check the other person out. Um, And all of the audience sharing stuff, it's, it's a mutual thing. So you can go over to someone else who has this platform and be a guest on their show and leverage them as well. So it's it's one it's a win-win-win scenario. We've talked about win-win-win in the past and if you don't know what win-win-win is, this is what you should always look at in any situation, any opportunity. Don't look at a win-win where it's just two parties that are getting something out of it. Always look for the win-win-win where you're getting three parties that are all getting something out of something because that is where the true magic happens. That's where people give a shit. That's where people share. That's where they're going to engage. So a win-win-win situation like this would look like I have a podcast. I'm bringing a guest on that has a high value offer that can be very beneficial to my audience, which is a win for them. I'm having someone come on to help me create content, which is a win for me. Plus, they're probably going to share it. So I'm going to get um, get some audience sharing out of it as well. And then the individuals that are listening to the podcast are getting a, a high value piece of knowledge or, or information. This is where the win-win-win scenario comes out. And that's where people give a shit because all parties care. All parties are interested in some sort of benefit and they're all getting some sort of benefit. These are the win-win-win scenarios that we want to be looking for, especially when you're looking to leverage other accounts. You don't want to look at leveraging other accounts just for you to get something out of it and move on to the next thing. And this is where so many people fail in trying to get on other podcasts because they start off the introduction to the podcast or any any piece of, forget podcast, any piece of collaboration effort. If they're trying to collaborate on a track or they're trying to collaborate and be a guest on get a guest right for a blog or get on a playlist or be on a radio show. Any of these opportunities you're looking for to get onto something to reach a bigger audience. And what I have seen is that most people start off by talking about themselves and how interesting they are and what they have done. And right. So right away, they're starting the conversation off by saying, look at how great I am you should want me to come on here because I'm just so awesome that you're going to you're going to love me. You're going to and we're going to do so well together because of me. Um which is a terrible way of looking at things. Um ideally you should be interested in the show that you're going to be on because that's where the most love and care and again like we're talking about with the blogs, like a passion project. It's a passion thing where you know this audience would be interested in the thing that you're talking about. You're a fan of the thing that you're wanting to be on. And through that, you're going to create a real true piece of work and art that the fans are going to give a shit and want to actually listen to and want to share. And they will then become a fan of you. 
It's very rare that someone just talks about themselves and how interesting they are and they do an interview and that's that's the the position of the interview and everyone ends up being like this was fucking amazing like that's that's almost never the case. So make sure you're looking at those win-win-win scenarios especially when you're looking at these audience sharing platforms. And again, you know, you either build that platform and get the ability to bring people on or you have to have something interesting to then go on to one of these shows for. Playlisting is the same way in in the sense that you want to find an interesting playlist that actually cares about the music that they're playlisting and putting out and they give a shit about the artist as well. So I ideally a bad playlist is a playlist where they're just kind of updating daily or weekly and there's there's no mention of any artists that are going in. They're just kind of cycling through artists and tracks with no intention of actually sharing good music. They're just it's just a thing that they're doing. Um ideally the playlist you want to look out for is are are some of these playlists like posting about the artists? Are they sh- are they tagging artists in updates? And are they tagging record labels and updates? Those are the playlists you should look out for because those are the ones that are actually going to get you to fans that will keep coming back. If you just get added to any old playlist that, you know, maybe they have 10,000 followers, it's very similar to the vocalist thing where sometimes those listeners are just going to the playlist and not even necessarily following the artists and their Spotify profile. I'm not going to say that's always the case, but I would imagine that more more often than not that is the case so rarely is it that those those listeners individually are listening to a playlist hear an artist go to their profile start following them they might like the track and that might help with your algorithm and you showing up for other people but they don't necessarily go follow you as an artist specifically and they most definitely do not leave spotify to go follow you on social media So this is where finding a playlist that has a decent following or is starting to get a decent following where they're getting uh, a good enough monthly listeners. And then they're also posting about tracks on social media and tagging artists so that individuals can go actually physically follow them in the digital space and get updates on them. That's where the magic is going to happen with playlists. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it. So these are the three different ways you can leverage accounts collaboration efforts interviews and then a combination of the two which is audience share audience sharing so um if you have any questions feel free to reach out guys i'm really excited to see some of you start working on this sort of thing especially with the audience sharing and i think this is a great way for you to get more connections network get in front of a bigger audience create more content without you necessarily having to do a ton of work um and yeah That's it for today's episode, guys. Sorry it's late. Better late than never. I'll talk to you guys later. Head to enviousaudio.com slash episode 93. I'll see you next time. Take care.